हेलो वेलकम टू सेल्फ लर्निंग पोडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट यूनिट फाइव कंपोनेंट्स ऑफ डिसेंट्रलाइज्ड डेवलपमेंट एम्पावरमेंट एंड आवर टॉपिक इज एम्पावरमेंट ग्रास रूट्स इनिशिएटिव्स the most significant landmark in this direction was the passing of 73rd and 74th constitution amendment acts 1992 these acts provided one third reservation of seats for women in the ruler and urban local bodies that is the panchayati raj institutions and municipal bodies these acts provides that in every panchayat or municipality seats shall be reserved for the sc and st in proportion to their population it further provides that not less than one third including the number of seats reserved for women belonging to the stewled caste and stewled tribes of the total number of seats to be filled by direct election in every panchayat or municipality shall be reserved for women and such seat may be allotted by rotation to different constituency in the panchayat or municipality article 4243d3 and 243 T3 The acts also provide that not less than one third of the such reserved seats shall be reserved for SC and ST women as the case may be besides the seats are also reserved for the office of the chair persons in the ruler as well as urban bodies as far as reservation for obc is concerned it has not yet been mandated by the act however it has been left on the discretion of the states now let us move to the next point empowerment operational framework empowerment is one of the major objectives of the third generation of panchayats in the india it is not simply a statutory provision to be given from above it is rather a process to be reactivated with initiatives from the below it looks for a transformation in the pre existing structural arrangements of society that led legitimize the structure of subordination of women and the marginalized groups over the last decade both intensive and extensive experimentation in this direction were undertaken by the panchayati raj institutions pris and the urban local bodies ulbs the functioning of the pris and ulbs during the last decade shows that 
the participation of women SC, ST and OBC in these bodies is considered essential not only for ensuring their political participation in the democratic process but also for realizing the developmental goals for them. Their participation in these bodies can be as voters, as members of political parties, as candidates and as elected members of PRIs and ULBs. The enactment of the 73rd and 74th Amendment Acts with a view to involve the disadvantaged groups in decision making provides psychological empowerment and a sense of political efficacy to those who had been left powerless to influence public decision that affect them. This is indeed a welcome though delayed gesture for democracy will not be meaningful in a traditional society like India without the full involvement of women and other weaker segments of society. But a constitutional provision is only a necessary and enabling step which should be followed by effective measures for their upliftment. In the sense of its being an enabling and necessary though not sufficient condition for empowerment, the acts are a milestone in the way of women and other weaker sections, assuming leadership and decision making position, as it makes such a role mandatory and universal for the whole of India. The initial reaction to empowerment by way of announcement of reservation for women as well as SC and ST was one of excitement and happiness on the one hand and of bewilderment and anxiety on the other. Even scholars on women's studies and development workers were of the view that findings 7.95 lakh women to occupy the membership positions for the three-tier PRI by the time elections have to be held all over the India would be a difficult task. However, the electoral outcome in terms of women's participation has been very encouraging in certain cases, not merely in the reserved constituencies but even in the general constituencies, women contested with great confidence. In many cases, the percentage of women who got elected to the PRI exceeded the reserved quota. The first elections to the PRI after the 73rd Amendment Act suggested that in Karnataka 43% 
मध्य प्रदेश थर्टी एट परसेंट एंड वेस्ट बंगाल थर्टी फाइव परसेंट ऑफ इलेक्टेड पोजिशंस इन द पी आर आईज वर हेल्ड बाय वोमेन इट वॉज प्रोबेबली सच एन एनकरेजिंग डेवलपमेंट इन दीज इलेक्शंस दैट मेड पर्सनस लाइक बीसू पटनायक टू आस्क फॉर फिफ्टी परसेंट रिजर्वेशन ऑफ सीट्स फॉर वोमेन इन द पंचायती राज सिस्टम इन हरियाणा फॉर द फर्स्ट टाइम अ लार्ज नंबर ऑफ वोमेन टू कप पोस्ट सच एच पंच नंबरिंग सेवनटीन सरपंच 1978, मेंबर्स ऑफ पंचायत समिति 806, चेयरपर्सन्स ऑफ पंचायत समिति 37, मेंबर्स ऑफ जिला परिषद 103 एंड चेयरपर्सन्स ऑफ जिला परिषद 5. In Karnataka, where elections to the grassroots tier were held in 1994, women's representation was quite encouraging. Out of the total 80,627 seats in 5,640 gram panchayats, 43.77 percent were held by women. In their second term, that is in 2000 elections, total number of women adhyakshas and women upadhyakshas elected in the jila panchayats were 18. In taluk panchayats 115 and in gram panchayat 4291 were women office bearers. Karnataka has the distinction of having the highest number of women elected at all levels. Thirty-seven thousand six hundred eighty-nine, or forty-six point seven percent, from gram panchayat. One thousand three hundred forty-three, or forty point two percent, for taluk levels, and. Three hundred thirty-five or thirty-six point forty-five percent for the Jila Panchayat. Karnataka also had an all-women Panchayat in Madolalu village in Badravati Taluk of Simonga district. When the new government of NDA coalition came to power in Bihar. in february 2006 by an ordinance it made a provision to reserve 50% seats for women and also obc in proportion to their population accordingly in the recently ex- concluded elections in bihar 50% reservation was given to women which though challenged in the court of law yet is a welcome addition in the direction of women and obc empowerment at grassroots level so far as the participation of women in the ulbs 
is concerned, we find more or less similar situation. A study on empowerment of women in Punjab reveals that the women's participation in the three corporations, for example, Ludhiana, Amritsar and Jalandhar, had been quite impressive. This is visible from the fact that in 1997 elections, 30, 63 women had been elected as municipal councillors in these three corporations and most of these elected women were below 40 percent, 40 years. Another interesting feature of these councillors were was that more than half that is 32 percent of them had educated up to metric and only 16 percent were completely illiterate. Around 36 percent of the counselors were either graduates or postgraduates. Of these only two were professionally qualified. One was dealing with a business in computers, while another was looking after a farm or poultry. The elections of 2002 to the urban local bodies of Kerala proves that given an opportunity, women are capable of assuming powerful positions and many making meaningful decisions and implementing them too. The percentage of women representation in the municipalities was 36.88 and in the corporations was 35.07. If we compare these figures with the 1995 election, we find that there has been an increase in the percentage of women representation. The same trend that is greater presence of women in urban local bodies is also witnessed in Tiruvendram. Here again the increased participation is due to 33% reservation of seats for women in the urban local bodies. In another study in Jaipur Municipal Corporation, it was found that for 70 wards there were 333 contestants, out of which 92 were female. Of these, 58 belonged to general category, 7 to SC, 4 to ST and 23 to OBC. The women councillors were of the view that the reservation has brought a sea change in the value and attitude of society. In most of the cases, it was found that the family background helped them to become counselors, as some or the other members of their family were associated with politics. This scenario was witnessed even in case of Punjab in case of Uttar Pradesh where elections 
of all the urban local bodies were held in November 1995. 53 women were elected as chairpersons of these urban bodies and more than two-third chairpersons belong to middle age. So far as their educational background is concerned, 30% of them were simply literate, 7 of them were postgraduates, 7 had technical knowledge and most importantly 2 of them had doctoral degree. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcasts.